Alright legends, welcome back to Scheme Me Up Body. We're getting into some of the classic Star Trek in this episode. This is Star Trek the Original Series, Season 1, Episode 2, called Charlie X. And this one here, you get introduced to probably one of the the most, uh, would you say, sympathetic characters, even though he's comes across as highly dislikable in the episode. He's a very, very tragic character. We'll go with that. Really tragic character in the series. Uh, a young boy that uh, the Enterprise uh, transports across from a merchant vessel called the Antares. Uh, Charlie Evans, he's a sole survivor of a transport ship that crashed on the planet Thesis 14 years earlier and uh, he grew up there alone stranded in the wreckage learning how to talk from the ship's computer systems which remained intact charlie is to be transported to the nearest relatives on the colony alpha 5. <coughs> crew members aboard the antares speak praises about charlie but seem pleased to see him removed from the ship and he tells dr mccoy the crew of the antares did not like him very much and that all he wants is for people to uh, take him in, like him for who he is. But uh, despite his eagerness to please, Charlie becomes obnoxious since his lack of upbringing has left him with no knowledge of social norms or control of his emotions. He latches on to Captain Kirk, sees him as a father figure, and he develops an infatuation for human Janice Rand. He demonstrates extraordinary powers of telepathy and matter transmutation. Though the crew initially fail to recognize the cause, uh, Charlie meets Rand in the recreation room where Mr. Spock plays the Vulcan Lorette. Uh, I want to call it a loot for some reason. Um, <laughs> but my notes are crap, they really are. And uh, Lieutenant O'Hara suddenly suddenly starts singing and she does like a you know at the beginning of the sequence Spock he's playing and uh, she starts to hum and uh, puts him off as playing and this is one of these things that you know she's like I'm sorry did I, did I do it again and uh, Rand gives her a nod you know keep doing it to him they're just they're messing with Spock essentially in this part and her and Spock actually do like a duet hum playing and her singing uh, so when and it's really interesting in this sequence because Spock being the the character that you know holds back his emotions he shows a bit of enjoyment in this section of the episode and he actually doesn't do a huge smile but he's got like a small sort of grin on his face but in saying that that's only episode two of season one and you know uh, as we do know the original spark in the cage was not the vulcan with the emotions held back he was very very forthright in his emotions he seemed like a huge huge smile on his face in the episode so you know this is early days and they're on probably still coming to terms of what they wanted the character to be but uh 
and the sequence by her uh, the first song duet she does along with Spock as about Spock she's singing about him sort of a thing so when Charlie enters the room she starts singing and directs the her lyrics towards Charlie and who he is Charlie is annoyed of being a subject of her performance uh, as well as with Rand paying more attention to the song than him so he causes her to temporarily lose her voice and Spock's instrument to malfunction. When the starship Antares is nearly out of sensor range it transmits a message to the Enterprise, a message to cut off before it can convey a warning. Uh, scanners show the Antares has been reduced to debris, it explodes in space. So they were obviously trying to as we discover later in the episode, you know, Charlie has this ability to control everyone around him and uh, it makes more sense as we get through the episode as to you know the attitudes of the Antares captain whenever he's handing Charlie over. Um, Kirk tries to teach Charlie martial arts and Sam, Kirk's training partner, uh, laughs at one of Charlie's falls and Charlie makes him vanish you know, he uses his powers on him so this is the first time for Kirk and the crew that we actually see uh, the powers on display what he can do shocked Kirk calls for security guards to escort Charlie to his quarters and Charlie makes all the phasers on the ship disappear but ultimately yields to Kirk's order that he return to his quarters Records show that Charlie's abilities are the same as those the Fasians had on the planet due to, you know, like historical records. The, 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 the Fasians are. Uh, it doesn't really cover it in much detail in the episode, but what you, you kind of take from it is that the planet was once inhabited and that the Fasians actually either died off or went on to a higher consciousness which we do find out at the end of the episode but the medical examination McCoy conducted when Charlie came on board confirmed that he is human you know, he's not Fasian he's got Fasian powers but he's not a Fasian Charlie admits he used his powers to remove a vital component from the Antares which caused the destruction of it frustrated with uh, Returning his relationship with the crew, Charlie breaks out of his quarters and begins to use his powers on the crew. When Rand resists his romantic advances, he makes her disappear. There's a few things that he does to the crew in this episode. There's uh, first time uh, would have been fairly shocking. Whenever this first came out, like he's, he comes across a crew member in the corridor of the Enterprise and you know she doesn't say much to him but she just kind of looks at him acknowledges that he's there and he uses his powers and turns her into like a lizard and uh, as he's walking up the corridor you hear this laughing people having a good time in a room off the side of the corridor uh, you don't see the people themselves but you, you do see their shadows on the wall of the corridor as he's passing by and he hears the laughing and he, he screams at them like no laughing no laughing and uh, the laughing automatically stops and uh, then this woman comes around the corner like like holding onto the wall trying to find her way and she's moaning him 
and Charlie's made her entire face disappear so it's just a head with this just skin on the front of it so you know some fairly horrific moments you know in a horror kind of way in this episode realizing Charlie's powers are too great to be controlled Kirk opts to divert from Alpha 5 so as at least to keep Charlie away from a civilized world where he would wreak havoc Charlie discovers Kirk's plans takes full control of the Enterprise Kirk speculating that controlling the Enterprise may sap Charlie's power Kirk's orders all the ship's systems to be activated and he attacks Charlie on the bridge there was hypnosis proves has hypnosis though his hypothesis proves incorrect it does distract Charlie from fleeing a Thasian ship that has been pursuing them so uh, he's known this for a while there's a few things happening in the episode there's a, a message trying to come through on the the radio her can see from the, the ship's instruments somebody's trying to broadcast into the Enterprise but she can't hear what they're saying and it's Charlie holding this message back the whole time he loses control of the Enterprise the, the helm comes back online the Enterprise stops dead in space and a phasing ship approaches and uh, it's not a solid ship and uh, you know you just see this kind of like a hazy outline in space of like a, a ship and then this face appears on the bridge of the Enterprise and uh, it's the Fasian commander says that his race gave Charlie his powers so that he could survive on their world uh, he also says that he's taken his form from millions of years ago so that he can communicate so you know they are Fasians are still on the planet but still fully inhabited they're just in another uh, realm of existence they're no longer in their corporeal forms more or less um, but uh, he does say that the race gave Charlie these powers so that he could survive on their world but these powers make him too dangerous to live among humans and at the end of the episode and it's a fairly heartbreaking end to this episode for the character of Charlie X because you do begin to realise that you know what he has done throughout the episode you know it's all evil bad stuff that he's done to the crew of the Enterprise and he's, he's also killed the entire crew of the Antares uh, at the beginning of the episode uh, he's just a an adolescent kid that is trying to come to terms of growing up and missing the things that he wants out of life and he begs Kirk to not let the aliens have him since the Phasians lack any physical form and capacity for love he's like you know he's there he's on his own you know he's surrounded by people but he's 100% like he's just they can't touch they can't love they don't have the emotions that he needs or he wants to have in his life and he's begging he doesn't want to leave however the Phasians reject Kirk's argument Kirk takes a moment to after everything that Charlie has done in this episode to you know he's killed this entire crew he's messed with the 
the Enterprise crew beyond belief. Kirk included. Kirk still has that moment where he's like, you know, we can teach him not to use his powers. And uh, actually stands up and defends Charlie at the end of the episode to try and give him a chance at a normal life. But uh, the Thasians reject Kirk's argument that Charlie belongs with his own kind and with the final echo and wheel. Charlie's like, I want to stay. And Charlie is then transported away in Yeoman Rand. Begins to cry at the end of the episode because she was the character that... No, she basically became Charlie's first crush, his first love on the Enterprise. And she had to reject him and whatnot. And she was all devastated and heartbroken that she was going to have to be the person to do that to him. So even after everything, we still get this emotional response from both her and Captain Kirk about this kid that was just the victim of some really really bad circumstances but uh, excellent excellent episode it has all the hallmarks of being a crap episode <laughs> really if you were to just sit down and kind of read over the, over the, the quick synopsis that you would get of this episode uh, which basically says the Enterprise picks up an unstable 17 year old who spent 14 years alone on a deserted planet and lacks the training and restraint to handle his superhuman mental powers wisely. You know, you'll think to yourself, ah oh, well, it's probably not going to be the best episode ever. And in all fairness, there's a heck of a lot more episodes in this series that are a hell of a lot better than this one, but this is actually a really, really good episode. Really well written, really well acted. That's, that's class. Like, uh, original Star Trek so good so so good anyway that's going to do it for this episode uh, wanted to take a little bit of extra time on this if I could but uh, time is running against me this evening so uh, that's going to have to do it for this episode guys I will talk to you next Tuesday with some newer Star Trek this has been a production of Coins Edge Media thank you so much for listening